This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.orapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is Mr. Ted Ning, the founder of Forum for Naturals. Hey, Ted, how are you? I'm good, Corey. How are you doing? Really well. Thank you for making some time. I know you're very busy with uh, all your projects. I'd love to hear about your background a little bit, if you could fill us in. Yeah, you bet. Well, let's see. I guess I got into the sustainability world. It's something that I guess has always been a part of my life as a child growing up in the mountains and such. So that's always spoken to me at mm-hmm. some level. Yeah. Um, you kind of a, not only, a, you know, a citizen of the earth in a sense, mm-hmm. Yeah. like that. But um, probably when I really got into it was in the early 2000s when I helped develop a concept called LOHAS, which is an acronym for Lifestyles of Health and Sustainability. And it identified the conscious consumer, the consumer that's wanting to buy products and services that are in line with their personal values rather than a price point value. And they're willing to spend up to 20% more. So that's really where I got into it, you know, understanding the nuances of sustainability. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, I got into all kinds of different markets because this type of consumer is somebody who buys green building products and EVs or hybrids at the time and brings their water bottle to work, you know, and that was very novel at the time. And I did that for about 10 years and then um, stayed involved uh, with various different startups. And and then more recently was in, you know, have, creating events for natural food marketers. And then COVID came along, obviously it kind of took everyone by surprise but from that, I saw an opportunity to create Forum for Naturals, and that's an online opportunity for people to bring to, to uh, come together as peers to better understand their challenges and solutions. So that's what I've been doing. Well, it's an excellent background, and it makes sense growing up on the mountains, being almost forced to be sustainable and uh, kind of live off the land a little bit, I'm sure, and deal with waste intentionally. Because it's not easy to get the garbage truck up there, I'm sure. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I'm fascinated by your this forum for naturals. So tell us about the process. So do you apply to become a, a member of it? Or how, how does that work? Yeah, it's not an uncommon model. There's a lot of quote-unquote mastermind groups, and some people may have heard of that, some people may have not heard of that, and those that haven't. It's really just getting peers together to better understand a problem that someone may have, or bounce ideas, or just get a sanity check. And as people who are in sustainability, they're like the heads of their company, or in procurement, all of these responsibilities, as they grow, 
those people tend to get more isolated in their roles, even though they're, so now they're the head of sustainability for a large multinational company. Right. But there's not a lot of air up there as that mountain grows. Yeah. Um, and so they're, when they're challenged with all of these decisions and responsibilities. So I came up with this idea of why don't we bring up, why don't we bring peers together? And, and what that does is it just, it gives people a bench of peers and experts to just ask questions about. And, and we all do this with our friends or, you know, and our other, our, our colleagues and our business circles and such. But doing it in a strategic way is something that I found really, really interesting. And so with these groups that are a part of Forum for Naturals, there's one for marketing and there's one for sustainability. And we've really focused on CPG companies. Uh, it's not necessarily that it has to be that way, but it's just kind of oriented that way organically. And, you know, people are, tend to be, you know, heads or directors um, in their companies of, of sustainability. And they just contact me um, to, to, <laughs> to, to go to the website, formfornaturals.com. Most companies are, you know, at a robust size so that hey, they've kind of gone through the ebbs and flows of a startup. So it kind of leveled out as it goes to um, in terms of resources and such. So usually about 10 million plus in revenue. But then uh, we meet monthly and it's been fabulous. And I really enjoy hearing about collaboration and things like that in this sustainable industry because it seems like that's par for the course. People are excited to talk to others and help lift them up. Is that what you're finding as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, when anybody talks about something that they're passionate about, yeah. it's always infectious. And you can always tell when they found their zone. <laughs> and, and for some people, it's food. For other people, it's cars. For other people, it's pets. For other people, it's travel. Some other people, it's sustainability. And um, it's even better when they have that as their profession. So I think it's fascinating to hear these things. And for me, I wouldn't say that I'm an expert on these things at all. In fact, I really enjoy being the dumbest person in the room <laughs> because then I'm listening to some of these things and trying to hold on to a conversation and hearing the acronyms getting thrown around and, and you know, concepts and such, which normally I wouldn't be exposed to. And I really get stimulated by those kinds of things. But also, I would say that the superpower of, of these types of groups is the ability to connect people to resources and others who have expertise that fast track the opportunities for them to, to solve a problem or to get to a solution. It just speeds up time. That's kind of like the, the magic of these groups. Absolutely understand that. And that makes perfect sense, especially in the packaging space. When, when you're trying to connect with someone, you think about, okay, I know about this company. Okay, well, that's step one. Yeah. You've identified that. What about this person? Well, okay, that person does this, but I need that. What about that person? And that kind of minutia, when you can work your way around, all of a sudden your project goes from an eight-hour project to a 20-minute conversation with exactly the right person. And how valuable is that for uh, anyone, but especially a senior-level executive? And I totally agree. And I think that that you know, in any kind of model, whether it's 
you know, trying to attain some sort of information or resource or even just a kinship with somebody, you're developing these relationships and it's all about trust. And it's all about being able to really talk to somebody at a, at a deep level, not a transactional level, because we all get those kinds of conversations and we always throw those out the window. We can, <laughs> we can you know, right. we know what, when we see that. It's a shame that people still do that. But with this, it's really about building trust and really about building intimacy and, and connection before content. And so right. once you have that, then any kind of communication is, regardless if it's you know, business or personal, it's fine. And to have people who you know who are super smart around you to be able to access those people at a, at a moment's notice is, is great. And to be able to speak with someone who's been through it, like you said, it can be very lonely, even as a a salesperson. I know that feeling of, Mm -hmm. oh man, I'm having this issue. Has anybody else experienced that? Has anybody else dealt with this before? You know, your burnout or your, this particular situation, what do I do? And absolutely agree that this is the future of how we will collaborate and how we will solve problems together, I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there, Corey. I think, you know, we all get in our heads at any moment in time, and we just got to make sure that we don't believe everything we think. <laughs> and so to have a sanity check and be able to be like, am I going crazy here or other people dealing with this? You know, it's really amazing how when you get validation, like, oh, it's not just me, people who are dealing with this, or this might be a a larger trend in the market that not only I'm dealing with, but others and like, oh my gosh, well, then that provides not only opportunity for validation in terms like, okay, I can relax about that. But now you've got a commonality that everyone can talk about in terms of problem solving. Right. Okay, so what are you doing about that? Okay, well, what are you doing? Well, this is what I'm doing. Oh, I never really thought about that. Right. You're always getting some new insight, no matter what, when you're talking to some people and you're open to new ideas. Really, really interesting to not only be a part of, but also to witness as myself in terms of like just hearing what people say and, and the conversations and the outcomes. So it sounds to me like you are kind of a moderator sometimes and just helping people solve issues or is that kind of your role in the, in the conversation? Yeah. I, I equated a lot to like stone soup in the village <laughs> and, and I am bringing basically the tablecloth or whatever. The stone, <laughs> and I'm saying, well, this is going to be an amazing soup. Tell me what else. All we need is a little bit of salt and some carrots and, yeah. and some things and people bring it in. And I'm just setting up the parameters in which other people come in and bring the content. And because they're doing that now, they have ownership in terms of what the outcome is. I'm just, you know, watching the clock. I'm making sure that no one takes over the conversations. I'm making sure that things flow, following up with, with notes, you know, and just making sure oh, that wow. they're engaged and as That's well. As, yeah. And then also strategic connections among the group. Where you know, I said, oh, you know, that person over there who was part of this, who said, mention that you, you should connect with this person over here yeah. because this instance and being able to be kind of the circuit board operator in a sense, that's also been very helpful because we've always been, we've all been a part of 
associations that we join and we're not really sure how to navigate. And there's, you know, hundreds or thousands of people sometimes. Yeah. And you're a little shy to know, you know, like to introduce yourself. But if you have somebody who's a guide who gives you the, the introduction, it's, it's helpful. It's like a warm call in sales. Wow. It's a, yeah. a lot uh, simpler process than the cold call. <laughs> right. Exactly. You got it. You got it. So you've talked about sustainable packaging quite a bit with this group. Are there any trends that you are finding interesting? Yeah, well, you know, it's a challenge, particularly in food CPG, because everybody has to have a a level of performance and a level of, you know, shelf life, a level of, of design. And then it has to incorporate all of these different aspects to be able to be delivered, to then also be delivered from the store to the customer, all of these different things. And then you've got different verticals, whether it's, you know, dry goods, frozen goods, refrigerated, you know, cold chain or otherwise. Um, But it's something that's on everybody's mind. And so it's, that's because they're hearing it from the customers. Right. So, So the audience is really seeking solutions to plastic, seeking solutions to, to resins and such. Some brands have really made a strong commitment to, to try to do something. One of our members is Harmless Harvest, for example. They have committed to, they're in a PET bottle, but they've committed to RPET. So all you'll see, if you notice, if you go to Harmless Harvest, their bottles are a little bit gray. And because mm-hmm. RPET has a tint of gray, but yet it still performs where you're actually able to see the product, see through it to see what what's, you know, the contents are. So the experience is what they're wanting to offer. Glass is, is too heavy for them. So that's just an example of, of a brand that is making sure that progress is it over precedes perfection. And yep. they're they're working on on process. Um, a lot of brands are in pouches just because of the experience and the elegance and kind of the premium feel that pouches tend to have. But they're looking at now pouches that are thinner. You know, used to when the pouches first came out, they were like bomb proof. They were, <laughs> they were really thick. Yeah. How do you get to maintain the, the experience and get thinner and thinner films to then still provide those things while still considering what are you doing with the environment and the patients and such? Yeah, there's, there's all kinds of different ways that people are approaching it. And those are a couple of examples. But I think, you know, this group has been able to really kind of share ideas and hear from what other people are doing. And then that provides new insights as to new angles of, of thought process. It's an exciting time in the world of packaging, in my opinion. Things like monomaterial pouches are taking hold and they're very recyclable you know, at store drop-off usually. But if you can get your consumer to understand that process, then you can feel really good at that the the packaging that you're providing is getting recycled. Right, right. And I think that, you know, hopefully with new legislation and process in terms of like, you know, not only with clean energy, but infrastructure as it relates to, you know, complete recycling, upcycling, those kinds of things, that states can embrace that and allow the customer to actually participate, participate, educate them first and participate right. in what that means. You know, there's a lot of 
you know, one of our brand members is Eco Products, and and Eco Products, you know, does great plant, company, yeah, plant based resins, and they do a lot of amazing work in stadiums and restaurants and such. But a lot of people don't know that you know when they we put it in recycling or should they put it in biodegradable or composting? Yep. You go by doing that and such. So so that's just kind of an example of, of the complexity of, of educating people on what's right and what's wrong and, and then all the systems that have to be dealt with afterwards that too. There's such a huge misconception that consumers know what to do. And it's not their issue. They need to be educated. And yeah. most people aren't going to take the time to research these things like you and I will, because frankly, they don't have time and they're busy with their families and we can't expect them to. So we need to make the packaging so simple to know and so easy to understand. This is what this packaging has to do to get recycled or reused or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I mean, it's been... I think the recycling industry has made a lot of progress. It'll be very interesting now that, you know, other countries are not accepting uh, recycling as much as it used they used to be, which I think is great because now we're having to stare at ourselves in the face, <laughs> like what's really going on. But just understanding, like people want to know where things come from and then also where they go. And right. there's more and more awareness just because of the ongoing issues with climates, with pollution, you know, and, and viral videos, people just seeing just like rivers being clogged. So what are we doing to get it out of the gyre of the oceans and b- before it gets there while also maintaining, you know, or being able to seamlessly provide experiences for products to that want to do the right thing? Yeah, absolutely important that we look at this holistically and really consider that not only do we as packaging professionals need to provide packaging that's recyclable or reusable or compostable or whatever the focus is, but we need to show the consumer that they're a part of this program too. So Right, and consumers really like to participate in these. I agree. So because once they participate, they're vested in the outcome. And, and so if you're showing that, like, oh, okay, we're paying attention to you. Right. We want your feedback and, and you're actually responding to that feedback. It just emboldens those people. Those are the, the Lojas consumers that I was <laughs> talking about right. who become your champion. And then they are going to evangelize your product, your brand, if it's in alignment with their values, everybody and we all know those people in our communities who do that they're the the ones who are shouting from the mountaintop on the latest trends so the ones right. who are the tip of the spear and they're really going to be the customers that are going to be loyal and you're developing this loyalty base that is long term if you do it correctly in my opinion and that can be done through sustainable packaging i've seen it i've watched it happen you know consumers excited like you said hey look at this this is cool I can do this. Have you tried this? And you're in, actually going to increase your sales through doing the right thing. Well, I think that's really interesting with the beauty of what the Forum for Naturals members are doing, because a lot of sustainability re- sits in the marketing capacity yes. of messaging out what those, what's going on. 
while also measuring what's going on within the business with the sustainability director or whoever is that that head is. So being able to do not one or the other, but actually in unison both together and really sharing that story out to the customer while really making sure that their house is in order as it relates to all of these factors Packaging is one, but then there's ingredients and then there's carbon offsets. And then there's, um, you know, all of these different areas that engage stakeholders. That type of brand is, is something that a lot of people are looking more and more to, to align themselves with. Well said. And a great spot to finish this up. I'm so thankful for your, your wisdom, Ted. And thank you for, I'm looking forward to speaking at one of your events here in the next month. Really excited to be a part of that community. I'd like to thank Landsberg Aurora for sponsoring this podcast. If you're listening, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and give us a review. We really appreciate that. Thanks again, Ted. You bet, Corey. Thank you so much. It was so fun. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive, Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.